Hey, Stu, your rent's due, motherfucker. Hey, Aries, you heard about that new uh, podcast app called Anchor? I sure did, Andy. Guess what? It's time to pay some bills. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. And they have tons of creation tools that allow you to record and edit your own podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. And we know you know about that money, Jew boy. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So go download your Anchor app now for free, or you can go to anchor.fm to get started today. Can you feel it, baby? That money? Yeah. And don't be pulling that falling down the stairs shit on me, you hear? Aries, week six, brother. You ready to do some emails? Oh. <laughs> oh. Still in punishment, nigga. All right, here we go. Uh, this comes from 80s Kid Chris. Uh, quarantine. What up, Aries and Andy? Happy quarantine. Happy, happy quarantine question. After all of this is over, do you think they should make it a law or a weird holiday where once a year we are quarantined for 30 days? Aries, I'm glad. You finally got to see The Shining. For me, The Shining is more of a creepy movie, not so much a horror, but it's definitely creepy. It has its moments. You should see Dr. Sleep. It's part two of The Shining, where Ian, Ewan McGregor, Ian McGregor plays Andy, the little boy, as an adult. I give Dr. Sleep a 10. It's so underrated. You should definitely check that out. Uh, there's two parts to this question. Uh, you want to have a stab at it first? I'm not celebrating shit. This <laughs> celebrating oh. coronavirus. I'm not taking. No, I think that would be a, hor- a horrendous idea. I, you know, um, I, I think we should note that it's been when we get over. Maybe every year we think about it, but I'm not doing. I'm not celebrating anything about this. Uh, I'll celebrate that it's over, but I don't want to go back and have a day. What do you say? Like a month? Stay a month. Yeah, where we just stay at home. I mean, I mean you can. Okay, well, then that would defeat the purpose. Yeah, stay at home. No, maybe a month we go to someone else's country and, <laughs> and hang out, and they can come over here. We can switch countries for a month and just have a good time somewhere else. But no, I, I'm not celebrating it at all. Uh, when the coronavirus is done, I'm going to go outside. Uh, I'm going to walk up close to people. I'm going to get within five feet of them. <laughs> I never got mm. that, that close to be. Well, oh, uh, okay, I, I'm sorry. I know we're talking about his thing, but Dr. Fauci said that um, we should get rid of handshakes altogether. Yeah. Are you going to shake hands after the shows? Listen, when this thing is officially declared over, I'm going back to normal, nigga. If they don't have, um, a, if, if they don't have a, a, a vaccine, a I'm not shaking shit. Well, listen, um, I think it's a horrendous idea because it, it, it impacts our bottom line financially. Yeah. And, uh, this has been enough. Enough is enough. Um, so, no, I wouldn't want that to happen. To answer his second question, did you even know about that? No, I didn't. And he told me I got, I, I got an email from him, too, and I've been wanting to see it, and I just haven't. But I'm going to definitely get to it because I have a fondness for The Shining. I would like to – so I'd like to see that. I, I think I remember being t- – it, it was talked about, but I never saw it. Okay, yeah, I was unfamiliar 
with it too. And and I'm gonna be honest, man. Is that am I saying his name right? Is it Ewan or you you Ewan? Ewan Ian? Ian McGregor. Ian McGregor. Isn't it Ian? It's it's Ian. Or Ewan. It's Stu from Ian. He was in Star Wars and all that. Ian McGregor. Yeah. It's Ian. Okay. Yeah, I'm not I'm not I'm not blown away by him enough. And not to say that it couldn't be a great movie, because if the movie was amazing enough, I'm sure he maybe shine too, but he's not as riveting to me as Jack, so I got no curiosity. And the movie itself is shining. Like I said, cool movie, but not enough to where I gotta go. There's no, there is no follow-up. But but to to your point, when you saw it, you said it felt a little dated. It didn't have what movies have now. So if they were to able to bring that into today's genre a little bit stronger, maybe it would be better for you. Maybe it would be something you enjoyed more than the actual Shining. Here's a good question for you. Did you see the, the Psycho remix? The Psycho remake with Vince Vaughn? No. You never saw that? Uh-uh. I'm mean, I can't ask you. I, I was going to ask you. Which did you think was better, the original or Vince Vaughn? But you didn't see it. I so. didn't see it. No, uh, I liked the original a lot. So uh, right. I was. Right. I liked Alfred Hitchcock. Did you see? Uh, I saw. But I'm sorry to do this to you. I saw Swingers the other day. Uh, I like that movie, dude. That was a, it. Was a really good movie. But that is that is a white movie. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but it's a cool movie too. All right. All right. Um. This comes from BC television series viewing suggestion. Hey, Aries and Andy, I always hear you guys speak of The Sopranos as top tier television. I can't believe you guys haven't mentioned the FX TV series, The Shield. That was my number one show at the time. And I think you should definitely watch all seven seasons ASAP. Just soldier through the first season, then put your fucking hard hat and seatbelts on because the storylines and acting in seasons two through seven go balls deep. Award-worthy performances from Michael Chiklis, Walton Goggins, Jay Carnes, CCH Pounder. I love that name. CCH Pounder. Pounder. That sounds like a white man in a porno. Um, Caucasian cop hard Pounder. Kenny Johnson, Forrest Whitaker, Anthony Anderson, Glenn Coase, and a huge cast of backward characters. The show is raw, vile, slick, intelligent, street, and just plain wicked. I'm definitely satis- it'll definitely satisfy your taste in entertainment. Trust me, Peace Jersey B. Also, on the topic of 80s movies, you guys can't leave out the classic Lethal Weapon movies. One and two are the best. You can stop there. Ha ha. Um, my brother used to love The Shield, man. I, I, I never just, got into this, it. I, you know what? I just never... Yeah, I just never went down that road. And again, that was around the time... Sopranos was out. Yeah. Sex in the City was out. NYPD Blue was going on. And those were my shows, dude. Well, I, and, and maybe I will watch Check Out Shield. I wouldn't mind checking out because of what he said, because I know Michael Chiklis is a good actor. But I always, right. but I got to know him from when he played uh, uh, John Belushi when in the, in the, they, they did his docu- not documentary, did his, uh, his autobiography. When, and he, play, he plays the, the, John Belushi character, and he also played uh, really, and he was in Seinfeld. So I always saw him like as a as a comic actor. So when I saw The Shield, I was like, oh, I don't know about that. Yeah, and I remember when I watched one of those CNN television decades, and they and they brought up the I want to say early. This was in the two thousands. They they did the two thousands. This was one of the shows that they talked about, and, and all of those words that he used to describe it. Slick, vile, street, raw. They said that's everybody said that's what it was. Well, I'm gonna check it out. I'll check it out. We have plenty of time. Um, we didn't talk about Lethal Weapon. I don't think we did talk about Lethal Weapon, which is funny because I have notes to talk Shame to you about. Us. I have notes to talk huh? to you about that. Shame on us because we could we could we could remake that. Oh yeah, that's dude. in my notes. Yeah. That's in my notes. Oh, re- yeah. oh really? Yeah, right now, the way they look right now, old. Yeah. <laughs> um, talk about one of the greatest buddy cop movies ever. Uh, when you think great buddy cop movies, damn, Forty Eight Hours. But was that really a buddy cop? Not really. But yeah, oh man, Lethal Weapon, dude. Uh, 
That's it. Mel, that Mel, was... Mel Gibson's also an awesome actor. And I know, you know, we, we, we've gone through a lot with Mel Gibson. Yes. <laughs> but, but I'm never going to take his acting away from him, you know? <laughs> you can't just, you blow me first. Before you get it, you lose it. I deserve to be blown. The worst pieces of audio entertainment ever. Patrice O'Neill on Opie and Anthony with Jim Norton dissecting the Gibson tapes. <laughs> Fucking great. People, if, if you want if you're looking for your time to burn during this Coronas timeout, Patrice O'Neill, YouTube, Opie and Anthony, Jim Norton, the Gibson tapes. Some of the best commentary you'll ever hear. You will laugh. You're awesome. Uh, but my case in point on on <clears throat> on money and and race, I guess, because he's white, but he's rich. Do you think a poor Mel Gibson would have been yelling at anyone about he's owed the blowjob? That's his blowjob. He deserves that blowjob. Are poor people? I, I, I'm so glad I, you got me on Breaking Bad now because to answer your question. I was up late last night, and I've been and I've really been binge watching this show. I didn't go to bed till five thirty this morning, and I started watching it at seven. Uh, the episode where he's driving down the road and the cop pulls him over, and the minute he gets mad and takes his seatbelt off to get out of his car to go reprimand this officer up close, I did what every black dude did. I went, "Oh shit, here we go." White privilege. Dude, the way they cut him arguing with this officer, and the officer has given him ample warnings. Sir, get back in your car. Sir, step away. And you see the officer reach for his mace. And they fucking Brian Cranston, aka Walter White, gets in this nigga's face one more time with aggression, like a black woman. Motherfucker boo-boo, hands clapping and everything. Cut to Walter White being slammed in the back of that police car with mace residue and snap and eye juice all over his face going, Aah! fucking great. So to answer your question, uh, do I think a white dude could do that? Yes. But yes. in that character, he's already making money now when he loses his mind. It's the no, you money. money. It's the no, money. No. No, it's the privilege. Yeah, but it's the, I have the right. The privilege comes not just from the pigment; it comes from the money, as well. Every black person just took a deep breath. Let's all do it together, black people. On the count of three: one, two, three. <sighs> um, Dennis Rodman. Dennis Rodman went to North Korea. Who? Dennis Rodman went to North Korea. Oh. Dennis oh. Rodman. One more time. Oh. It's the money. What do what do Dennis Rodman and Mike Tyson have in common? It's also they both have money. Yeah, they crazy niggas. And but they have money. You guys are Rodman and Tyson. Don't tell. They are not same Negroes. Listen, um, money exasperates that situation. Let's get back to lethal weapon. Um, exacerbates. Said, I said it wrong. He said. He said after two, it was like wow. When did it fall off for you? I I thought I still watched three, but they did four of them. Yeah, but three. You liked all four? No, I I liked up until three. I think is where I liked it. Three was the you South know. African one, wasn't it? Uh, no, that's two. Oh, it is too. I because I like that one because of Gary Busey with that with that hand shit. Three, right? Three is the oh my god! Now you got me fucked up. Damn, Andy! Now you got me fucked up. We got to just do a whole thing on on. Uh, we we should do it on. Yeah, this. because four four is is Chris Rock and Rene Russo. Well, Rene Russo been in it since two. What's so Joey Chris Pesci? Rock. Joey Pesci's oh, two. No, Joey Pesci comes at two. Remember, he's the whole. He's the reason. By the South Africans, he laundered the money. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Remember the yeah, South Yeah, I got to watch these again. We got to do this because yeah, I want to uh, watch them again. Definitely, definitely. 
Um, no, four was the introduction to Chris Rock because at that time Chris Rock had took off, so he he, he was becoming Chris Rock. So they put him in that and Jet Li. Remember the fight? Oh with, yeah, with yeah, 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 yeah. And and uh, Danny Glover they fight Jet Li. Jet Li was hot too. So they took the two. They took the hottest chick and the hottest Negro. They jumped the shark. The movie. They jumped the shark. They jumped the shark. Yeah, so that's what that was. Uh, listen, man, I thought all the movies was entertaining as fuck, but I agree with my man. One and two was the uncut cocaine. Yeah. Three and four was the showtime. It was. It was the. It was the glitz and the glamour. We blowing anything up. It's making money, man. Yeah. Didn't want to make money. Um. Let's see. Who, what do we got next? Uh, Ephraim Young. Topic is Christopher Walken. What up, Aries? You know who's a dope actor? I'm not sure if you guys have talked about his movies in depth. It's Christopher Walken, which we have. He doesn't get the credit. King of New York, Suicide Kings, which my man, shout out to my man, Jay Moore. Dope flicks. That's all, brothers. Stay safe, fellas. Ephraim out of Monticello, New York. Catskills. Yeah, dude. Uh, yeah, man. Um, New York. What was it? New York Kings? What was it called? King of New York. King of New York. And uh, the, the other one that you said, Suicide Kings, was great. I didn't really see Suicide Kings. So but King of New York. So that's what it's called, though. Suicide Kings, right? Is that what he said? Yes, yes, yes. I, I, I'm getting, there's too many movies um, in my head right now. I've been watching too much movies. <clears throat> King of New York was the introduction to David Caruso, Wesley Snipes, Lawrence Fishburne. Um, yeah, man. Uh, King of New York was, was, was fucking, you know. Everybody got that guy starved on the streets. It's my turn. If a nickel bag is sold in the park, I want in. You're welcome. You're welcome. Dude, he yeah, is man. an exceptional actor. New York. Exceptional actor. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and his career goes back far. Like, it's not. It's decades and decades back. Yes. Um, dude, I, my, my dream team of a movie. Talk about the Black Brothers playing gangsters. Sam Jackson, Wesley Snipes. Lawrence Fishburne and Denzel. Where's that movie? I'm gonna see that movie. Write that. Let's write that movie. Four, let's write that movie. Come on, man. I want. I want. I want to see them four niggas wearing leather and gold, getting greasy with it. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, you you should write that movie. I'm not the guy to write that movie. Uh, I'm the guy to watch that movie, but I'm not the guy to write that movie. Um. Okay, now this comes from a guy who's going to tell me a story because I uh, I don't know if you saw my post, Andy, about the porno. Did you see that? Uh, probably, but you're going to have to tell me what it is because I'm. DL Hewley posted a picture of basically a bunch of VHS tapes. Oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. He said, yeah, and he said, uh, and for the people that don't know, I got to do it now to give you context. And he said, how many of y'all got in trouble back in the day, meaning the 80s and maybe the 90s? playing the game of is it porn or a birthday party meaning that when you had these vhs vhs tapes your parents basically had porn on them but they might have erased over it to record a birthday party or vice versa right and i and i went on to tell this story true story how my father had a massive porno collection i said a felony amount um and when he was gone i would watch him and one day I'm watching the fucking porn and all I see in the screen is a, is a couch and in comes to the frame, this woman with this beige booty, light skin. And then seconds later, this big black nigga with dress socks up to the knees gets on top of her in the missionary position and they just start wailing. And I kind of recognize the couch, but once I saw the socks, I put the socks and the couch together and I realized it was my dad banging my mom's missionary. And, and needless to say, I was traumatized. But I watched the shit for 15 minutes before I turned it off. So I told people to give me their best porn stories. So this guy wrote in. How did you watch in. it, though? How did you watch it for 15 minutes? Man, it was, it, I, it was porno. Nigga. But it was your mom and your dad. It didn't feel weird? I know, but my nigga, all I saw was fucking... <laughs> 
Um, best porn story, facts by Robert Guy. So long story short, back in the day, me and my three homeboys would do this thing we made up called sneak a fuck. We would separately meet girls, rate them one through ten, and hang out with them until they figured they were ready to fuck. At some point after <clears throat> after a spot was determined, the person would send an 06. When turned upside down on the page, it looked like go. Excuse me while I clear my throat. <clears throat> <laughs> to, the, to the other three on their pages, and then it was time to strike. This happened at night, so the next text would say location, and upstairs or in the basement, wherever the room where the deed was going down. This time, it was at one of the guy's girlfriend's house who was out of town. He had the key to the house because the girlfriend's mom loved him and trusted him while the family was out of town. So we would walk in the house. Steve has the new girl down in the basement. So what you had to do was go get the girl doggy style with her face away from the steps. When the other guys come in, you had to disrobe upon entry and get in line at the top of the steps and wait your turn. Mind you, it's pitch black in the basement, but we all know the layout of the basement because we all have been there before. The only light that is on is the light over the stove in the kitchen, and the door by the stove is the entrance to the house. That is the door that was left unlocked to gain entrance to the house, and basement door is left open, so getting downstairs is easy, and the steps are carpeted. Fast forward, Steve is digging a girl out from the back. He checks his Timex digital watch, all these 80s things. I love it. To to emit a little light, illuminate a little light where the person stays at the top of the steps naked so he says man this shit is good that's the cue to start making your way down the steps d in parentheses first person creeps down the steps steve then acts like he slides out when d is standing next to him as he as he slips out he steps to the side and d steps in totally undetected old gal just think he slips out and she is so into the moment she don't really detect size if that is a factor in parentheses of the person. Steve stays next to D, makes noises, moaning here and there, so she thinks it's still Steve behind her. When D is finished, he taps Steve, and Steve acts like he slipped out again. D steps out, creeps back upstairs. Steve continues to hit it from the back. Homeboy number two is at the top of the steps, ready to go, and Steve checks his watch. Again, as soon as he sees the light, from the watch, while he is at the top of the steps, he knows it's his turn to start making his way down the steps. Now, as everybody knows, in every click, there is one stupid motherfucker that just gets to hang out with the homies because he grew up around the way, and he is the next motherfucker at the top of the steps. D is already back down, back upstairs, got his clothes on, and raving about how good Shorty was, was fucking, and dumbass is getting excited to get his turn. Light comes on from the watch. He goes to make his move. Steve bang her out. And what happens? This dumb son of a bitch forgot to take his socks off, slips on the carpeted steps, butt-ass naked, and puts a hole in the wall at the bottom of the steps. The girl jumps up screaming and yelling, I'm naked at the top of the steps, Steve naked next to the girl. D ran out of the house. The girl turns on the light, sees the stupid motherfucker naked with a hole in the wall, talking about he thinks he broke his arm. She talking about whether she talking about we raped her. Steve apologizing, and each one of us had to give her a hundred dollars so she wouldn't tell. After we dropped her off, we laughed at that shit for years, and it never gets. And she never told. What do you think of the story? I think I saw it on uh, Law and Order SVU. <laughs> that's uh, that's uh, when Patrice was talking about. Uh, I forget what he called it, the poltergeist. Yeah, the poltergeist. When the guy is smashing the, the Houdini. When the guy is smashing from behind, yeah. and then he slips out, his boy slips in, he goes out the house, and he waves to her from inside the house. Yeah. I'm here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, damn, dude. That, that's a, I'd be scared to do some shit like that. Yeah, I wouldn't do that. You, you're going down if you do that. Today. Isn't that constitute rape? Yeah, but you know, listen. This is the this is the fucked up thing. Like I said about James Bond when we were talking about it a few weeks ago. Man, w- women have a case to gripe. We've pulled some fucked up shit over the years. 
Yeah. Yeah. But she might yeah. not want to be. She should. Now, I'm not blaming her, but you kind of have to know what's going on around you, I think. Listen, that's that. I would think that when the dude moans, doesn't their voice octave change? Like you couldn't you couldn't tell one dude might have been bassier than the other. Well, and then obviously we all have a different kind of uh rhythm. She didn't notice yeah. any change. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's a juvenile shit. Um yeah, and, and, and listen, even as a kid, there were times as a teenager when my boys was down to be like, yo, let's both smash. I, I never, and to this day, I'm a one, I'm a one man party. I, I don't I don't do groups, I don't do gang bangs, I don't do one me and my room. boy in the same. No one dick in the room. Yeah, I I can't. I can't. I'm too insecure about my size, man. I can't do it. Dude, it's 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 not even that. It's just like I, <laughs> there's only supposed to be one dick in the room. That's all that's listen. Let me tell you something. If I had if my body was immaculate, if I had a Chris Hemsworth, I might be vain enough to want to show everybody, but my little legs, man, and my torso, nigga, I look like the letter P from the side naked. It's 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 nah. Nah. But it sounds like y'all have fun, boys. And that's what counts. Um, let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Uh, 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 I think she could have got more than 100. More than what? I think she, she could have got more than 100 apiece, though. Nah, nigga, that's big money back then. Yeah. And 80s? Oh, yeah, that's true. Teens? Yeah. yeah, that's big money back then. Um... This is from Duke Dre 23 Music. Yo, what up, yo? It's your boy Dre again. I'm sitting here chilling in my garage on motherfucking lockdown. Got my music bumping Gangstar. Step into the arena. And I got to thinking, Aries, Aries should do a top 10 stay your ass at home playlist. Tell me what you think. If it's garbage, it's all good. I'm high anyway. Love you, man. Stay healthy, Dre. Um, I don't know that I have a special list for special occasions other than when it's time to knock the uterus to a throat. Um, you know, yeah, man, I, I music, I, I vibe out on whatever I already got, you know, whatever the mood is. For the first, uh, like three or four days of the lockdown, I played yeah. REM's The End of the World as We Know It. Really? Because you like that song? It just, it suited the moment. Mm. I it's mean, the I, end of the how's that go? It's the end of the it. world as we know it. As we know it, oh, and I yeah, feel yeah. fine. Uh, I that's just, REM. Yeah, that's REM. It was kind of a very poppy oh. song that they did, but I played it because I was just I was in a mode that this this everything is changing, and uh, I said, "Man, this is the perfect song for the soundtrack." Because I always try. I do look at moments that you go through, like if you know. Uh, I was on a journey, boys, and found in the road. And all the libraries out happened into a road. There's been a time of life, probably why. This is the time of your life. That's my song right there. That's the friend song, isn't it? I butchered the shit out of that. That's Green Day. That's Green Day? Time of your life. Yeah. Oh, I butchered the shit out of that. Um, listen, we should have our top 10. What's your racial playlist like i'd like to know what's your top 10 blacklist songs playlist and i could give you my top 10 white, white songs? songs playlist yeah we could yeah do, we could do that one uh mark mark Marin used to have this joke though about uh i think it was mark i think it was him about uh it was the value of uh buying indian music because one song is like buying indian music yeah because it's like one song is like 25 minutes just bing bong. Oh, dude! I, I used to I used to say, and I wish it got more laughs. I I because I, I really thought it was genius. Um, but I think a lot of people didn't get it. But I and it might have just been funny to me. But I thought it was genius. I always wanted to say to a girl, "My dick is as long as jazz music." That's good. Yeah, but not enough people, I think, caught it. Um, you know, because like Indian music, jazz music goes on forever. 
We should do the playlist, though. I like that idea. My, my blacklist and your whitelist. Yeah. Um, and you can't include all the black shit that white people like all the time. No, no baby got back. No, no I wouldn't put that in my Medina. list. I'm just saying, you know, no uh, bust the move. Hey, that funky, no, no wild thing. That funky Comedina no, uh, song. That that's you can't touch this, dude. That funky, the funky Comedina song. I give it a lot of credit because that hit on MTV when there wasn't a lot of hip hop music, and he did a that 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 video was six hundred dollars. I know, I know, but then the, then the black songs. The white people had retired. <laughs> and no fucking, um, uh, it's a suit to make a thing go right. No raw base. <laughs> nah, man, you gotta go. I want you to bring up the hard shit. I want you to tell me NWA is on your list. See, I'm more soulful than that. Soulful? Yeah. So, what are you gonna tell me? I know, I already know who's on your top 10. They lost soul. No, Dale so we what we went with hip hop, but I mean I go like old school. Like old school, old school? Yeah. Like Houdini, the fat boys? No, like soul music, like real Marvin Gaye music. Oh, oh soul music. Okay. Yeah. I'm just thinking on hip hop. No, all right, I hear you. Cuz cuz that's all right. you know, that's where, you know, this uh, I'm old. All right. All right. But, Fair uh, enough. So let me ask you this question: What would it be? Would it be white of me if I put a Hall and Oates song on my blacklist? No, you can't do that, yo. <laughs> oh, you can't do that, yo. <laughs> all Negroes, nigga. I just I want wanted to all niggas. I just wanted to see how mad. Like, if I put out a blacklist and I put a nah, white, son, a white, nah. two white dudes on there, how mad everybody would get at me if I did nah, that? Nah, son. Nah. Blacks only. <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be like me putting on my list. T, uh, wait, uh, no, I said white dude. Uh, um, Darius Rucker. <laughs> you could put nah, Darius Rucker on it. Nah, sir, whites only. Whites only in here. <laughs> no big lip watermelon suckers allowed. No. Um... All right, we got to do that. So you can't put uh, Jimi Hendrix on, on the white list? Nah, son. Nah. Nah. Dude, let's do that, though. No. Let's do, no yeah, no race mixing. No, okay, but then let's do uh, a top 10 where it's it's crossover. Oh. Oh, top 10 of crossovers? Like, No, I pick my white guys for... To cross over to black got you, music. I got, you, pick, I got you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how long that list is gonna be. But okay. Yeah, we can give it a try and just see what it what it comes Listen, out. one of my favorite, one of my favorite rock songs, um, by all black rock group who who I wish got more play. In Living Color. Yeah, and you cult, yeah. cult of personality. Yeah, it's a great song. Look into my eyes. What do you see? Um to cult of personality like Lucini and Kennedy. That's my shit, dude. Um, all right. The dark one. Uh, regarding your show, Andy, The Deuce, HBO. Yeah. One of the shows I like to watch, one scene that pops in my head right away, whether I think of the show, whenever I think of the show, is a scene Method Man had with Maggie Gyllenhaal. Well, nigga, what scene is that? The scene was his finest performance, in my opinion. Hip-hop artist, Bronx, New York, he leaves his number. Darkman, nigga, okay? He gave us nothing. What scene are you talking about? Meth Man did a great job in that, though. And he watches the show. How can he critique your critique without information? (laughs) I'm just going to say, Meth Man did a great job. What? Ten dollar, a lot of money. money. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. Um, dude, and how long did that show last? I think only two or three seasons. Two or three, I think three seasons. I don't think it ever caught on the way it should have. No, I, I, I think it might have been. 
it might have been a little too early. Like that whole seventy that that seventies period where New York is really seedy. It, 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 there's a lot there, and I don't think that they got it all. They 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 didn't get it right. It, it wasn't right. It wasn't bad. It just wasn't right. Right. Um. Yeah, I didn't watch the show enough to really critique anybody's performance. Um, and I know I wanted to, but it, I just I don't know. And I don't want to say it's anything that the show either did or didn't do. I just I don't know why. I just didn't I didn't get around to it. But New York, the seventies through the eighties, man, that was a that was a time, man. That, that that was a different kind of New York. Yeah. Yeah. Um and I know we talked about that from time to time. Um Torrell Ingalls. Hey, Mr. Spears, there's a podcast I really want you to listen to, and it deals with the dark side of the of Hollywood and the music industry. It's called The Dark Side of. I listen to it on the Stitcher podcast app, but it goes in depth in Hollywood and music. But it, uh, like The Wizard of Oz had mad motherfuckers who got burnt on set, fired, hospitalized, drug addictions starting. The podcast is amazing. It talks about how Hollywood started. The land was bought by a couple who didn't want liquor on the property until people from New York took over and violated the land and made it Hollywood. It's such a dope podcast. Mr. Spears, trust me. Terrell, I'm going to check that out, man. Are you, do you know what he's talking about? I know a little bit about it, but uh, like Hollywood wasn't called Hollywood. It was Hollywood land. And uh, I've heard that. Yeah. And, and yeah, there was, a, you know, there's a big history around Hollywood that is, uh, that is really interesting. I'll tell you, uh, if you go back and watch some old movies, I, I watched Chinatown with Jack Nichols, Nicholson the other day, and that's old uh, Hollywood area. So that was kind of, right. that was kind of cool. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, but check that out. And, and, and he said, I can get that. What's Stitcher? Stitcher's a podcast app, just like uh, oh, Pod okay. and, and Anchor are, are the people that we are off of. Right. So, uh, but Stitcher's good. Stitcher has a lot of good uh, content on it. All right, Terrell, I'm going to check that out, dog. Uh, this comes from, and he's written us before, uh, What's Up from Japan, again, from Rogers, CIV Terrence L. Thank you for flying with us and our partners. Um... All right. Yo, what's good, Aries? Just popping in to say a huge thank you. Arigato Kozamasu for reading my email on the podcast. I play, let me say it like you guys would. Arigato Kozamasu. Okay, now I know. For reading my email on the podcast, I played it for my family and they were pretty stoked as well. I listened to the Shabazz OG podcast and the quarantine quarantine podcast just recently. We keep updated over here on what's going on in the U.S. We are taking measures over here as well to reduce the number of people contracting the virus. I hit you up on Instagram, Terrence Japan, but I am sure you didn't see it. I agree with your statement about Jordan Peele's genius. And I have to admit, when I first started watching him on Key and Peele, I thought he was a bit beige hearted myself. Well, there are times when I enjoy being wrong. The point, the brother, uh, the brother's point is on point. I look forward to hearing you and Andy discuss more movies on your next podcast. It is a much needed break from all the negative energy and fear from what is permeating the net. Until next time, stay health, stay healthy, stay safe, and above all, but above all, blacker than a thousand midnights. Stay blacker than a thousand. Other midnight, Leroy Furious. Man, I haven't said that in a while. Um, yeah, Terrence, appreciate it, brother. Uh, I- I'm glad you got a kick out of it. Stay safe. Uh, don't eat too much of that sushi. Sushi's Japanese, right? Yeah. yeah. Be careful with that sushi, baby. And I ain't talking about the food. I'm talking about <laughs> some of them raw, raw Jap babes. Nigga. Uh, sushi. Safe, sushi just means with rice. Oh, is that what that means? Yeah, that's why sashimi is just the fish. Sushi is with the rice. So anything you want with rice, you say sushi. You put some pussy, sushi on pussy, some rice on, and yeah. 
It's sushi. You beat me to it, nigga. You yeah. beat me to it. Yeah. All right. You got the boardwalk and park place before I did. All right. Uh, Torrance, man. Stay cool over there, man. Be careful. Be safe. And no matter what you do in life, always look out for you and your partners. All right. Dude, uh, dude, you know what they have, though, in Japan? And they have it in Korea, too, a lot. Uh-huh. Everything's uh, in a, um, a vending machine. And, and because you just brought Is up... Is that right? Yeah, and just because you just brought up uh, pussy, uh, you can buy... There's vending machines that you can buy with used women's underwear in it. Oh, that's beautiful. Just so you can... That's you know, beautiful. If you, you haven't smelled some pussy in a while, you go and put your dollars, you get a little... Uh, container. It's all. It's always the quiet ones. Them Japs, man. Them, them Asians. They so docile and they quiet and they bow and they always. Excuse me. So sorry. So sorry. Them is the nastiest freaks, man. Boy, oh, oh. Would you like to give me a blowjob for me and my partners? Okay. <laughs> Trey twenty three. Tiger King. Yo, Aries, what up, man? It's your boy, Dre, from the Pacific Northwest. Hey, man, I just wanted to see if you checked out this crazy-ass Tiger King on Netflix, yo. Comedy gold, baby. Yes, we have, Dre. And if you listen loyally, you know we talked about it. Love ya. All right. John Tay Taylor. Yo, yo, he writes. Hey, man, first and foremost, I really appreciate your comedy. And thank you for putting me on Patrice. The man was a god, but I love the podcast. Y'all keep rocking. And bringing that raw. LeBron is better than Jordan. No. No. How? Let me finish. Let me finish. Uh, I'm, I, I'm, I stopped with all and I stopped reading, but let me gather myself. Musa. Because um, if you swap players, LeBron wins all those chips. He won all does chips. No. No, no, I, I know, but he wrote wins all do's chips. $10, a lot of money. Easy, but Mike doesn't make it to the finals with LeBron old team. Live from Louisiana, baby. Oh, that explains all those, those chips. Okay. Uh, and I'm a manager trying to get my group heard. Tell me what you think. Y'all stay up. Stay safe. You heard me? He's an artist. I want to share with you. Abstract media. And then he sends me the link. Um, God, I can't wait till this last dance come out. Oh, my God. Listen, man, let me explain. This was my most recent post because I'm starting to understand that LeBron fans are like Trump supporters. Um, no matter what, you guys stand behind your guy and you guys always scream about stats. LeBron is bigger, stronger, faster. Look at all the stats. He's eclipsing all of Jordan's stats. All you guys care about and mention is the six rings. Other than six and all, what does he do better what does Michael Jordan do better than LeBron? Well, let's go to the fucking material. I put up a, 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 a stat sheet, and this was all between the age from 21 to 34. Points per game. Michael, 31.5. LeBron, 27.2. Assists, LeBron, 7.2. Jordan, 5.4. Rebounds, LeBron, 7.4. Jordan, 6.3. Steals, LeBron, 1.6. MJ, 2.5. Blocks, 0.8. MJ, 0.9. I don't know what TOV stands for, but LeBron, 3.5. Jordan, 2.8. Field goal percentage, LeBron, 51.3. Michael, 50.5. Free throws, LeBron, 73.6. Michael, 83.8. Three-point percentage, LeBron, 34.3. Jordan, 33.2. Purs, whatever that means. 27.6, And now here we go. Championships, LeBron 3, Jordan 6. Finals MVPs, LeBron 3, Jordan 6. MVPs, LeBron 4, Jordan 5. Defensive Player of the Year, LeBron 0, Jordan 1. Scoring titles, LeBron 1, Jordan 10. Steals, LeBron 0, Jordan 3. All NBA, LeBron 14, Jordan 11. All defensive, LeBron 6, Jordan 9. Why are we still debating this? Listen, 
uh, before we go any further, just because of what he said, um, LeBron gets all those chips that Jordan got. LeBron doesn't get past Detroit ever. You talking about the bad boys? He Le- LeBron would never. If he had to be the sole person, if he had to be the scorer, the champion, the man, he never he gets broken and he never wins a championship if he goes up against Detroit. Bill Lambier, Rick Mahorn were fucking bruisers. We're not even talking about John Sally and the rest of the niggas. Dennis Rodman was a defensive problem. I, 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 like, uh, why are we still having this debate? And, and keep in mind, Michael didn't come straight out of high school. Michael didn't take two years off to play baseball. Michael Jordan, for, a hat, for, for pretty much an entire season, didn't play with a broken foot. Michael comes straight out of high school. He doesn't take the time off. No broken foot. What, what do you think that leaves him, stats-wise? He might have eclipsed Kareem and become the number one scorer of all time. Michael Jordan went 73 and 10. Michael Jordan three-peated twice. LeBron never went 73 and 10. LeBron never three-peated twice. Why are we still having this debate? Michael Jordan never built a super team. Why are we still having this debate? There's there's a lot of, you know, I, I, I thought about this more because we, we, we've been getting a lot more of this. The conversation's been has grown about this. I would just like to really go back and you put LeBron and I'm not saying LeBron is not one of the greatest players ever. He, 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 he absolutely is. He, if you put it in a computer and you develop and you wanted a basketball player, a wing player, he, that's, that's what the computer would spit out. The best player ever at to body, physical, the talent, but Jordan had the mental game and that is what beat Detroit. Because other people would have fallen away because they couldn't got they would never have gotten past it and they would have just broke down mentally and they would have went away. Jordan single handedly, I shouldn't say single handedly. His mental is what beat Detroit. He needed to get Scotty to get his mental right, but Jordan took everything on his shoulders and moved forward. Now, when you say LeBron uh, might have facilitated better, he can make people on the court better. He, Jordan, yeah, I'll give him that. Yeah, Jordan didn't get that. Uh, didn't get players though that he couldn't make better. That he, he got what he got, and he pulled them to championships. He didn't. They push. weren't ready to be yet to be better yet. No, they weren't ready. Um, you know, and, and and this is why I can't wait for this last dance. And I will be crushed if for them to play this thing out. I forget how many parts it is. But it's, I think it's a 10 part. 10 parts. Again, as we said this before, I don't want to hear about Michael getting cut from his high school team and how it affected him. I don't want to hear none of the stories we've heard a million times. I want to hear this shit. I want him to say what I once read him, what's read in a book that he said. He said, Scottie Pippen is a wolf when he knows he has other wolves with him. In other words, if the rest of the wolves don't come, come around, Scotty, Scotty, for lack of better words, is a, is a bitch. He's, a, he's weak. But when he knew he had Mike with him, a strong Phil, a strong Rodman, a headstrong Horace Grant, then Scotty beat himself up. He was ready when they were ready. One of my favorite clips, uh, the Knicks series against the Bulls, when the Knicks were at their bruisiest, when they had fucking Xavier McDaniel. Xavier McDaniel slapped the shit out of you. And Xavier and Scotty were getting into it face-to-face. I mean, nose-to-nose. It was a boxing promo press conference pick. And at one point, Mike goes, I was ready to go to blows with him. And he snatches Xavier, Mc- I mean, Scotty, out of the way. And he gets nose to nose with Xavier to the point where you thought they was about to come to fisticuffs. Michael, you said it, the mentality of an assassin. And all the shit that don't show up on stat sheets, heart, guts, will, an assassin's mentality. 
That's what LeBron lacks at times. And to take that to another step, Jordan had to put that in Scotty. He didn't come with it naturally. That's what I'm saying. So you can make a player better by getting him in the ball where he likes it. You can make a player better by uh, working around what their shortcomings are. Jordan didn't do it that way. He made you rise to the occasion. He made you better because he was better. You also could be better. And what I will say in in defense of Scottie Pippen, because I really like Scottie Pippen, when Jordan left, Scottie Pippen did have that mental. Uh, when but he, 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 he was trained over time. Yeah. When Michael left, he was ready to step up. He had been ready, which is why when Michael left, he took it so personal when Phil Jackson drew up the last, the, the winning play for Kukoc, and he sat out the game against the uh, was it the Knicks against the Knicks. He was upset because he was like, "Yo, Mike's gone. I want to show everybody I'm not in Mike's shadow." And to his credit, dude, they almost went to the finals. Yeah. If it wasn't for the bullshit call against Hubert Davis for that three. And they were there. And Scotty had the same thing that happened in Portland. He he was that team should have went as well. So I'm not I'm not uh, sitting on Scotty. I, I think he's a great player, but I think Jordan However, by osmosis made him that mental player. And you know what? It's not just mental either with Jordan, uh, because you could take someone like um, Reggie Miller. Steve the face. Yeah. Oh, but look at Reggie Miller. Reggie Miller had all the mental, but he just wasn't. He was never strong enough to pull those people up the same way that Jordan was. Jordan had the mental and the physical skills. Not that Reggie didn't have skills; he just didn't have the body for it. He couldn't be that right. Jordan type of player. Listen, Mike. Mike put Scotty under the wing. It wasn't the other way around. Scotty didn't go because everybody says that on Instagram when I get into these debates. They go, "Yo, Mike couldn't win without Scotty. He didn't win until Scotty got there." Well, duh, dumbass. No one wins it alone. You need all star help. You need at least one other all star or Hall of Famer. Sit up. Sit up. Oh shit, my bad. Um, but nonetheless, Mike put Scotty under the wing. He trained Scotty. He did. He took the big brother role and, and got him right. It wasn't the other way around. And and the idea that he could punch Steve Kerr in the face and that didn't change Man. that didn't change the team. It made it stronger. Do you right. know how do you know who you have to be to punch someone in the face and they go, oh, I respect you more? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and listen, we could go on and on. I could do this forever. But again, <laughs> Things that don't show up on a stat sheet impact. Like people will go, yo, Kareem is the best player to ever play the game. I've seen a lot of pro NBA guys say that, respectable guys. Kareem's the number one scorer. But Kareem did not impact the game the way Michael did. Michael made it global. Michael made it Madison Avenue. Yeah. Michael made it mainstream. Kareem, and, and I've read all the stories, I've seen all the interviews, Kareem was such an introvert, and a lot of reporters said he was mean. He didn't like talking to the media, he didn't like, he didn't elevate the game commercially because of his personality. Michael had that great smile, winning personality, good looking, camera friendly, come on man. Listen, and I can go around complimenting Michael Jordan too this whole time, but I'll say this too, because this has to be said this way. Uh, you had the Showtime Lakers before Jordan got to the NBA. And it was yeah. a cool team to watch. They were unbelievable. Yeah. But how does how do you have a team like that? You have uh, a, gr- a great team. You have one the best, probably one of the best point guards ever in the game in Magic. But Jordan actually, not only did he play the game and take it to the next level, he brought swag to the NBA. Yes. And there was already yeah. a great team that had Showtime and highlights and everything, but it took Jordan to take that over to that next step. Yeah, listen, listen, Bird and Magic saved the NBA, but Michael made it sexy. You know, if it wasn't for Bird and Magic, Michael may have done what they had already. Michael may have done what they did, but because of Bird and Magic, the stage was set. 
for Michael to take it to the next level. Now, I do want to throw in one of my idols. Dr. J did bring some swag to the ABA. To the ABA. He yeah. a different style of basketball. Yeah, yeah. And then the blend. But Jordan really took it to that next level. So, uh, and, but, 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 but you know what? It, and when you bring up Dr. J, Dr. J kind of had the issues that LeBron had when he came to the NBA. Because when he came to the NBA, he was still Afro Dr. J, which was the physical specimen of ooh and all. But he didn't have a team. He so that's why by the time he won a championship, he was old, his hair was gray. And he, he wasn't was, the same. But he wasn't allowed to play the game the way that he learned to play the game because the NBA was that pass jump shot that it wasn't a dunking league he had that game came around because of someone like dr j he brought that more to the game uh it wasn't that game at first so he had to wait to players caught up to him i would have liked to seen if he had great players what he could have been because he was playing a different he was playing a di- dude I, i've been watching a lot of i, I watched uh pistol pete maravich do you ever, have you ever seen any of this uh, of his stuff I saw some of his highlights. Yeah, dude, this, I love a passer. The, yeah, I love a passer. The, but is he? Was he really that amazing, or was it that he was so far advanced of what the NBA was at the time, including Dr. J? So far advanced. These guys are so far ahead. There was no one that could play with them yet. Dude, I, I, I uh, again, one of my favorite shows. I, I love when they do new episodes. Uh, um, NBA Court. I, I've, I've seen all the episodes. When you got. Isaiah Thomas and other NBA legends anointing you, you're official tissue, man. Yeah. I, Isaiah Thomas talked about Pete Maravich, Maravich with pride. Yeah. You know, so but, it would have been great to see some of those older guys today because the thing that these young kids do that make me sick, but you know, listen, we're all guilty of it. It's part of being young. You think life starts with you. You, you, you act like nothing was exciting before you or could possibly have been better before you. And as I've said, the only thing I give young kids today is technology. But as far as some of the other shit, nah, yo, we were better. Dude, but people do need to go back and look because when, when I'm talking about that old history of the NBA, you're missing players that didn't have the people who played at that level at the time. Cause there wasn't those players. There was uh Connie Hawkins, uh, uh, Gervin, um, uh, Oscar Robinson, Robinson. I mean, there was just these players that played head. They were so above. And, and, and so, you know what? Um, I'm not saying this to take anything away from Jordan either, uh, because if Jordan would have came around at that time, there wasn't people to play at that level. But what I'm going to say is Jordan would have pulled more. I think still Jordan and his mentality would have pulled other players up at that time. So this talk about, uh, that LeBron makes other people on the team better. And that's why he doesn't have to have those same numbers as Jordan. I think that's bullshit. I think that the mentality brought those other players up because you couldn't have a team in the NBA right now with LeBron and then having, and I'm not taking anything away from Steve Kerr or judge, Butler, judge, Butler, uh, Bushler. He went to the U of I should be able to say that easy on that team and be a championship team. I mean, I'm not saying that the Judd didn't have a place in the NBA, but he didn't have a place in the NBA. Steve Kerr was a specialist. He didn't have a place in the NBA. We're talking about players that Jordan brought and pushed and pulled and carried them. And I'm not saying that they're not good players. They were fundamentally sound players, and they added that put to the team. But Jordan made those people better. Do you, do you, do you think Jordan – could have took that Cleveland team that LeBron took to the finals. Do you think Jordan yes. could have took that team to the finals? Because so many people say no. Yes. And I'm sitting here going, wait a minute. Do y'all not? Of course you don't remember. Why am I even asking this dumbass question? But I'm like, Jordan took a whack Chicago Bulls team with David Corazine and went and scored 63 in the Boston Garden. Back when Boston was a juggernaut. Bird, McHale, Paris, that front line, and scored 63 in the Boston Garden. That's unheard of. So why wouldn't Michael have been able to take 
that Cleveland team in a in a in a, in a weak Eastern Conference to the finals. Get the fuck out of here. I guess the bottom line is we'll never know, but we know. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? To you vagina men who 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 jump into these debates on Instagram and say, why do we have to debate this? Why can't we just enjoy the greatness of two people? Man, swab, switch your dick out for a uterus. We are men. Sports talk debate is what we do. That is vagina talk. All right. Um, I don't even know how to pronounce this name. T-S-A-V-A-G-L-I-O. Savaglio. That sounds like one of them, uh, them bad guys in them bad boy movies. I want the diamonds! Um, yo, Aries, what up? It's T-Mo again. I'm just hitting you up to let you know that I did exactly what you told me to do on the last email. I told you how I creep on my girl when she's sleeping and whisper Leroy Furious in her ear. You told me to pull Dutch oven on her. We are, well, our daughter was preoccupied, so so I romantically rolled over and pulled the blankets over us. She thought I was being sexy, so she tried to kiss me, and I just smiled and waited. By the time she made it to my lips, bam, I hit her. She jumped back and began fussing, and I la- and I laughingly shouted, "The quarterback is toast." <laughs> he goes, ha, ha, ha. "No booty that night." <laughs> Anyways, this whole COVID nineteen shit is whack, and I just wanted to let you know the podcast is a big help getting me through it. My twenty eighth birthday was March twenty third, and being confined to the house sucked. Couldn't do shit, and I was constipated, so I literally ain't do shit. But the podcast helped. My ranking and your impressions. Number one, Mooney. Two, Stallone. Three, Cosby. Four, Eddie. Five, Leroy Furious. Six, Italians. De Niro. Seven, Africans. The Habit of Use Guy. Nine, Denzel. Ten, Indians. You're the goat of impressions. The mannerisms, the cadence, the vocab, voice, etc. on point. Honorable mention. Snagglepuss. <laughs> Be easy. My man. I'm sorry it took so long for me to get to that email. Had I been reminded of what you did, I would have read it number one because I love that. Yeah, I told him back when he wrote me the first time, yeah, you got to Dutch oven your girl and you got to scream the quarterback is toast. <laughs> I guess he did it. Dude, uh, <laughs> I'm I just disappointed, though, in, in, your, in his list because and maybe it's just me, but I think your Denzel is one of the best impressions you do. Son, son, I'm retiring. Why? Sea King, man. That motherfucker made me. I feel stupid trying to do Denzel now. C King, he he's anointed, man. That motherfucker. His was his. I'm not gonna lie. His was better than yours, but not in the face. The sound was better, but your your face, folks. I'm gonna. This is where I'm changing. This is my humility now. Instagram a dude by the name uh, C King. His handle is at I am I am underscore C K I N G. When I tell you this man's Denzel is beyond ridiculous, I'm retiring my Denzel. His is so goddamn good. And I've never said that about anybody. He's that goddamn good. He did uh, Chappelle too, though, didn't he? Yes, we did Chappelle and Mooney. Uh, and, and incidentally, the shade room that got 1.7 million. Views. DL Hewley reposted it. It got six hundred thousand. Uh, World Star Hip Hop three hundred thousand. So it made some noise. Wow, dude. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I thought he did a great job. I liked. I liked. Uh, dude, I, yeah. His Denzel. I mean, it was weird because when I first saw it, uh, you know how it, there's a little bit of a lag in uh, Instagram sometimes. Yeah. So I was. I saw it. and I thought. That's a recording. I thought it was a record. Yeah. I, I mean, no, I, I know, and I know it wasn't because then you know it catches up. It comes in and out a little bit on that Instagram when you're doing the right. live. And right. It caught up, and I was like, "That dude, no, yeah, no it was dude. impressive. It was really impressive." Yeah. Uh, 
not not to go away from where we're at, but did you? I don't think I asked you. Did you, did you see the Mark Twain Awards with uh, the the? No, I haven't watched it yet, dude. You have to see it because it's it's so much more than the awards. I mean, they go back to D, the DC Improv, and you see them there doing the like after party, but they all went and did comedy and the things that Dave said. I'd really like us to talk about because. Uh, it, it's the honesty of comedy that's missing. And, you know, when you were talking to him I, I, on the earlier podcast that we were, did last week, we were talking about uh, – uh, it won't make sense the way I'm saying it, but people in general being brittle. He uses the word brittle, which I think is a genius word for how people react to certain things today. Uh, brittle is the right word. And uh, so, yeah, you got to check that out. we got to talk about that. But uh, Definitely, definitely. Um but I'm we're I'm, I'm we're we're on that hour and my phone's gonna die soon so I'm not gonna be I, I think that has to be our last uh, uh, yeah I don't I don't think I, I don't I think yeah I don't think I have but one more anyway I have one more too and then we could we could save that for next one because uh, I, I'm gonna die here I'm on less than ten percent actually yeah let, let's save it for another one because just real quick uh, there's this one dude whose name is outrageous and I'm so glad I ran across this but we'll save it as a cliffhanger me and you need to cuss this thing out because uh, the way he came at us um, I don't I don't like this I don't, I don't like this oh yeah let's I'm save like, that uh, let's save that yeah I, I haven't yeah, got and, and I know you I know you might not get this reference but uh, a lot of black people will what's my man's name I'm about to fuck it up but he was the lead he was the star of the movie um don't be a menace to society. Tyron Turner. Yeah, yeah. Um, if you remember the movie Belly, he played yeah. the guy with the long perm and the glasses. Okay. And as he was eating the banana, there was banana particles hanging off his lips. Yeah. And he and, and he said to the dude, I don't like that nigga. I don't like that at all. That's me right now. <laughs> I'm him with the banana particles hanging off my lip. All right. We'll say that we make sure that I, we use that for a picture for uh, the promo from the instagram uh for that for that next episode that we're gonna do but we appreciate you guys tuning in uh listen you know i i i feel connected when we do the podcast i feel like i'm not for for i guess for a few minutes i feel like i'm not on uh, lockdown so i appreciate you guys listening uh i hope we bring some enjoyment to you but i i really need it man I, i'm really glad that we get to do this right now yeah, I'm not going to be as nice as him. I hate this shit. This sucks. This whole thing sucks. I feel like I don't like talking to y'all like this. I don't like doing this shit not in the same room. I don't like the phone. This I is better, like though. Fucking... I, it's better with the Instagram. No, I no, mean the... no I, I feel like I'm fucking y'all with a rubber arm. <laughs> uh, I, I don't like this. I like I like, I like, my uh, tuna straight raw. I like, I like a chance to catch up. Fuck that. But thanks for putting up with the way we're doing it. This is the only way we can do it. Um, dude, I'll talk to you later. But uh, yeah, we'll talk. Uh, hopefully, we'll throw a few more of these out there. Yeah, we, we got some some more emails in there. Uh, love y'all. Goodbye. Uh, I'm out. Can you feel it, baby?